The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, I, Tom! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, that was a very good question. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The journey to a COVID-19 vaccine began decades ago with research on earlier coronaviruses. Scientists built on that with months more of research and development, worldwide cooperation, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of diverse volunteers. Finally, they arrived at a safe, effective vaccine. The next step on the journey is yours. Discover the facts at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, Mr. General Public, do you realize that we got a generation here of staring eyes? The women never bother getting housework done. They just sit around talking at television. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. As we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour, we're going to be talking a little bit about television with um, Bailey Kay from All Home Connections. They've done a uh, a recent survey with um, help from Polefish on couples, uh, their, their TV-watching habits. And we're going to get into that this hour with uh, Bailey, who joins me by phone. Hi, Bailey. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. Thanks so much for having me. Um, do you get to do a lot of interviews like this? I do. Not not quite this long, but yeah, I do get to do um, them sporadically throughout the month. And and do the other people that interview you have a theme song for you? No, definitely <laughs> do not. <laughs> I thought it was, it was fun to start out a little bit with... Um, with uh with that piece from uh let me see let me see i gotta refresh my oh i forgot i forgot who that was <laughs> oh stan freeberg i i should have remembered that anyway <laughs> uh, a funny little piece from uh stan freeberg maybe we'll hear the whole thing before the end of the show but uh but i i wanted to ask you um and and how did you end up wanting to look at the TV watching habits of couples, especially uh, during the um, 
this this whole COVID nineteen thing. Um, and and tell me the truth, you got tired of binge watching Hulu and Netflix, didn't you? <laughs> Oh, of course I did. I mean, <laughs> the whole first half of the whole first two months of quarantine, I was stuck at home. So all I had to do was watch TV. Um, no, but so all home connections, like we're in the business of keeping up to date with trending news. And, you know, what has been more trending the past year than being stuck at home and trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, TV is just such an easy thing to turn to that it, it, it just made me start thinking, okay, there's new couples that moved in together. There's couples that have been together for years and years and um have has their tv habits changed because of quarantine or did it change from when they were single to being in a relationship um you know just it just got me thinking of just how has how has the past year changed their lives with tv because i mean that's all we basically had the past at least for a solid six months (laughs) yeah i thought it was interesting um this was maybe a little bit telling, but something like a third of couples choose to watch TV together because it's something they can do that that doesn't require them to leave the house or spend any money. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly it was or much money because I've picked up a couple of services. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, haven't we all? <laughs> um, I just, especially with, you know, COVID, a lot of people were lost their jobs or they got salary cuts. And so just being able to have TV with their significant other or their families in general, is it's cheap and it's it's entertaining. It gives them something to do and they don't have to go outside, which I mean, being inside right now is the safest place you can be. Yeah. And, you know, I found a, another aspect to this because I, I actually started working from home a couple months before before I ever heard the phrase COVID-19. And, uh-huh. and so I was already working at home, but I, I found that I have more time, even though I'm still working, um, I, I have more time because I'm not driving somewhere every day exactly and exactly I, i'm the same way <laughs> and, I, and i noticed the uh, the same thing bailey with i i had a uh, a zoom uh, i've had some zoom doctor's appointments and i remember thinking when i got done with them you know wow that was fast why does it always take me all afternoon when i have to go to the doctor's office well you know it's a half hour to drive there and a half hour to drive back and a half hour in a waiting room you know and and all of a sudden on this zoom thing and i'm getting it done in like 10 or 12 minutes so i have all this extra time that i wouldn't have had otherwise yeah i i definitely agree with that i mean i get off around five o'clock every day and i don't have to drive anywhere and i have the rest of the evening to do what i want whether that is watching tv or um you know other hobbies that i've i've picked up over quarantine i think it's it's been a, a blessing in disguise for a lot of people, but also not a lot of people. It's a, it's a little hit and miss with everybody. <laughs> now, how did um, now you you did this survey with help from Polefish? I'm I'm assuming that they did the logistics of of contacting people, but um, and and there are a thousand couples. But how how were they selected and contacted? So um, 
Pollfish is a survey platform, so I created all of the survey questions. Uh-huh. And I, the very first question is a fil- it was a filter question of, are you in a relationship, yes or no? So that, that um, survey sends out, or Pollfish sends out the survey to a bunch of people, and only those that selected yes answered the survey. And was there an option about, you know, how much television do you watch? Um, you know, and, and I'm trying to think of other things that people might do to occupy their time during quarantine. Uh, you know, reading is up. Yes, it is. It's, it's huge. Um, we didn't ask how often they're watching. We just asked um, how, if, if have you have your um, habits changed since being in a relationship. So we gave them the options of I watch significant, significantly more TV. I watch a little bit more. I watch about the same. I watch less TV than I used to watch. I watch different TV shows. Um, and then I watch more types of TV show genres now. Um, or, the you know, my TV habits haven't changed since being in a relationship. So we were more curious of how their habits change versus how much TV they're watching. Gotcha. I I was surprised by one statistic, and I don't know how deep we want to dig into this, but um, in the survey, 56% of the men said they hide what they watch from their significant others. <laughs> I know. Isn't that... Um, that's so interesting because... That raises a lot of very, questions we might not want to exactly. talk too much about. <laughs> exactly. I mean... I'll post that to you. Do you hide any of your TV shows that you watch, whether you're embarrassed because you, you know, maybe you're watching something that's not, you know, manly or something that you're just like, Oh, I I don't really want, I'm more embarrassed to share this with um, other people, whether it's your significant other or not. Um, So have you ever done that? There are shows that, um, that I know she doesn't like. Or, or that she doesn't like as much as I like. So I make a point, you know, and she's still working out of the, out of the house uh, part-time. And so I'll, I'll just watch that show while she's at work. Um, there's an old TV show I used to like to watch. And, you know, I've been watching old episodes on uh, one of the Internet services. And, you know... It, just for my own enjoyment. I don't hide it from her, but we don't yeah. watch that together. See, and I'm the same exact way. There's, I have a few TV shows that I know that um, my partner doesn't enjoy watching, so when he's not around, I watch them. <laughs> and he knows I watch them. I'm not hiding them from him, but it's not for me, it's not worth you know making him watch something that I know he's not going to enjoy. <laughs> um, <laughs> my sandy has has a fun way of dealing with it she'll come in from work and i'll be watching this this one uh, tv series and, and and an episode will be starting and she'll go oh no <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's all it takes it's like oh time to switch to something that we both watch <laughs> um did you get a sense that that people are watching tv more together um yes than they did before yes um about 33 percent 
or 30, excuse me, 31% of respondents claim that they watch more TV now than when they were single or, you know, versus the pan- before the pandemic, they're watching more TV. And uh, are they watching it together as a couple or are they, you know, in separate rooms watching uh, different things? Um, they're watching it together most mostly. Um, I do think that, you know, some, I, I, like we just talked about, both of us watch different shows without our significant others. But I think that based on how we phrased our survey questions, it was more towards, are you watching these together? And the majority of respondents are, yes. Yeah, I just I just have this picture of in a lot of households, you know, there's ESPN is on one TV and HGTV is on another. <laughs> For me, I only have one TV in my house, so if we're watching TV or we're watching it together or one of us is in a, a different room reading or, you know, doing other hobbies. Oh, I've got we've got tvs everywhere um a lot of and and you know before the the pandemic when we started really watching a lot more television it would be on a news channel you know almost 24 7 and it would be on all the tvs so i could just go from room to room doing whatever i was doing you know and i would you know that would be the background noise um but uh, but we're we're doing things a lot differently now, and is that what you found from a lot of the people that that responded? Yeah, definitely. I um, I think that. Or sorry, excuse me. I can find the stat, but um, a lot of them they're now not not only watching more TV, but they're watching different TV because as we we talked about earlier, we've all been binge watched almost everything. So. Once you've watched the shows that you've been watching, a lot of respondents were like, yeah, we've, we opened up our what, our preferences and we started trying new types of genres, types of shows, and, um, you know, only watching certain TV shows together whether, if one person goes to work and the other person's working from home. Um, they're, they're all doing different different shows which I think is great. I did the same thing. I binged everything I thought I wanted to watch, and then well, I had you know, to purge. Now I'm trying new things. <laughs> I, I had to purge news a little bit because, you know, once once the anxiety of of being in quarantine for more than a few weeks started to set in, I, you know, every time I looked at the news, it was all it was all pandemic all the time, <laughs> and I thought, man, I just can't. I just can't hear more statistics about this. I've got to. I've got to do something else. So I've been watching old TV shows from when I was a kid. You know, not to mention some of the new things that are coming out. Yeah, I I did the same thing. I I now prefer to read um, news articles online versus watching it on TV. Yeah, I've been doing and, that too. Hey Bailey, I have to interrupt here and, uh, and put a comma. Um, I have a break coming up. Can you stick around so oh. we can talk some more about this? Yeah, of course. Um, it, it keeps me from going in the other room to watch TV. Um, Perfect. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my guest is, uh, Bailey Kay from All Home Connections. We're talking about uh, the TV watching habits of couples under quarantine. We're going to let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in uh, or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. We'll be right back.
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and troubled breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. I know this is a really hard time for everyone. We're facing a killer virus, economic pain, and all the frustrations of being cooped up at home. Believe me, I have two teenagers to deal with. But the worst thing we can do is let up now, triggering a second coronavirus wave that causes more death and economic chaos. What you're doing is working. You're saving lives. So let's all hang in there and please stay home and stay safe. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. Tom Sumner Program.com The 
TheTomSumnerProgram.com. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue our conversation on radio about TV <laughs> with, <laughs> with uh, uh, Bailey Kay from All Home Connections, and she joins me by phone. Bailey, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. I'm sorry to make you sit through all that. No, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, one of the things that, that I was looking at and, and thinking about just before... Uh, before we went to break, and I thought maybe we'd open this segment with it, is um, do couples fight over what shows they're going to (laughs) watch? You know, it's funny that you asked that, because if you asked men, 59% of them claim that they do fight. Or yeah, fifty nine percent say that they do fight over with their over what to watch more during the pandemic versus prior to it. And then if you ask women, sixty eight percent of them claim that they don't fight with their partner over what to watch because on the whole they just get to pick what they want to watch together. Oh, <laughs> meaning when you say they pick, you mean the men pick or the women pick? The women pick. Interesting, and and yet, what? I and I don't know if you even asked this, but but it all of a sudden occurred to me that, you know, it seems like men would always decide that because they're usually the ones hogging the remote control. See, and that's which is super funny that you said that because you know women are were bred to be not you know we don't disagree with things and men are more out to be vocal or like i don't like this i don't want to watch this so it was it was very interesting to get these results back and have them be the way that i just shared with you um but on the whole out of all of our respondents 48 percent um say that they don't get in a fight because they just take turns choosing what to watch and, and and is some of that, do you think, because we're watching so much television that everybody gets a chance? Probably. That that sounds about right. And those that do fight over it, you know, they, they might, by the time, you know, I release this report, they might have figured out how to compromise of what I would have done is, you know, write a list of TV shows or movies that I want to watch and have um, my partner write a list that they want to watch and then just take turns and then you're not fighting. You I mean you might not be happy that you have to watch what you don't want to watch, but you're probably not going to fight over it. Well, I think couples, um, as we touched on during the last segment, couples that uh, that live together um, do watch television together a great deal, or most of their television watching time is done together um, as as something you know, something to do together without leaving the house, without spending money. And I think that was true before and since uh, the the pandemic began. Um, were there, did you see any big differences in couples' behavior um, pre-COVID and, and once we found ourselves stuck at home? Um, you know, the only thing that would be big is that they all, all the respondents said that they are watching significantly more TV, which, you know, makes sense because we're all stuck at home. 
Um, but you are right. 55% of our respondents um, binge watch shows with our partner, which I can attest to that. When Bridgerton came out, we sat down and watched it in two days. <laughs> <laughs> the whole series, right? The whole series in two days. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and, and how many seasons is that? Um, there's only one season right now, um, but each episode's about 50 to 60 minutes, and I believe that there were 10 or 11 episodes of sorts, so roughly 10 hours worth of TV. <laughs> oh, I've been terrible on the weekends. I can get, you know, several seasons of a show done. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've had so much fun, you know, now with Disney Plus out and all of those other shows uh, are in a lot of like older shows coming back to Netflix and Hulu. I've been I've been watching all of the TV shows from when I was a kid, all the cartoons and Oh yeah. It's just it's just so much fun. So something I I noticed about uh about watching the old television shows, well, several things. One is the seasons were longer. Mm-hmm. You know, more contemporary shows might have 13, 15 episodes in a season where I watch like some old Perry Masons from 1958 where they've got 48 or 50 episodes per season. I mean, they they didn't take time off for the summer yeah. or for holidays, you know, like evolved later on, you know, through the, the 70s and 80s when um, shows started taking summers off and there was a new fall season and, you know, all of that stuff started. The other thing I've noticed, binge-watching television shows, you know, I used to watch shows that were what we used to call uh, appointment TV where you made sure and you got home by a certain time on a certain night because a show was coming on. You know, now we can stream (laughs) shows anytime, so we don't have that. But one of the things that I've discovered about these old TV shows that I didn't know when I was watching them on regular television back in the day is each episode has a title. (laughs) And I they do and and it and it struck me funny for some reason you know I'm I'm watching old episodes of Perry Mason and each week there's a different you know each episode has a different title and I thought that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, I think that's I I didn't think about that until right this second that I don't think that I realized that they had titles until Friends came out because all of them all of the Friends titles are the one with X. <laughs> Or the one where X happens. Yeah, but it's just it's it's just uh, funny that um, I, I really didn't pay attention when I would just you know get home at eight o'clock and and you know quickly turn on the TV to catch you know Wednesday nights eight o'clock offering whatever it was the West Wing or you know something, and I didn't realize yeah. that that episode had a title. It was just this week's show. Exactly. That's, I was the same way when I was a kid, you know, I'm just, oh, it's time. My show's on at this time. I get the TV. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, now this, um, I'm, I'm still fascinated by people who avoid watching certain TV shows in front of their significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, is that... Did you find any sense that that 
people were maybe embarrassed about their preferences? You you sort of hinted at, you know, men watching Hallmark in secret. Yeah, so we did. <laughs> so so 12% of our respondents um, said that they'd be embarrassed if their partner knew about some certain shows that they watched. And out of those 12%, 45% of were women and 55% were men that um, responded that they would be embarrassed. And and was it men watching, you know, romantic comedies and or or what I, some people would call chick flicks? I think so. So um, the genre, the two genres that they avoid, that um, our respondents avoid watching, is horror and romance, which is two very very different <laughs> types of TV shows um, and genres. And, and let me so let me I let me guess. <laughs> Men didn't want to admit to watching romance, and women exactly. wouldn't admit to watching <laughs> horror. Exactly. So it's just, <laughs> it's funny. Sixteen percent of respondents um, avoid watching horror TV shows um, with their partner. And in my case, I personally don't like horror shows, and so I avoid watching them at all costs. I'm not embarrassed to admit that. But I'm also lucky enough that my partner isn't interested in watching them either. But I have a friend who she loves watching scary TV shows, scary movies, everything, and her husband does not. And so she usually is the one watching them by herself because he avoids them. Now, you focused primarily on couples, but but did you get respondents or responses about family viewing habits, couples that have kids at home? We did not. So we, we focused solely on um, couples and relationships and how they felt prior to being in a relationship. And, and how many of the respondents um, fit that, that description of, of being able to respond to before they were in a relationship and after they were in a relationship? Or did you have a lot of respondents that had been in relationships for very long times? Um, so we, yeah, we, um, the majority of our respondents have been, had been in relationships in a relationship for two or more years, but then the next one down was six to six months to a year. So we had a, a huge variety of respondents of people that were in new relationships, people that had been in long-term relationships. So we had a, a nice mix of answering all of these questions. So we, we felt so very comfortable speaking to when they were single versus in a relationship throughout the entire um, study. Could you get a sense that there was a big difference in the amount of shows that couples watched together who had been together for six months versus those that had been together longer than two years? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I... <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I mean by that. In the beginning, everything's agreeable and we do everything together. And then after a little exactly. while, you know, I have my stuff and she has her stuff. Exactly. You know, everybody needs their alone time. Um, and whether that's watching TV or, you know, doing another hobby that you like, I'm, my relationship is rather new and we already have set that boundary of, we can watch, we can do all these things together, but this, this time is my time and that time is your time. <laughs> but it, it just, it, it strikes me funny as at how, how little alone time you need when a relationship is brand new versus when you've been in it for a while. 
I agree 100% with that statement. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so with this, um, with this survey, who, who was the survey done for? Um, All Home Connection. So we are an authorized AT&T retailer. And and to what to what end? What aside from the fact that you and I are having a really fun conversation about people's TV <laughs> watching habits, um, is there is there a practical application for the collection of this data? Yeah. So we I put out um, several reports throughout the year, and um, TV is just one aspect of the different types of reports that I put out. And so I'm always looking you know, for the newest and most popular shows being released. Um, and, you know, as 20, as you know, 2020, not a lot of new movies were out, but TV saw a huge uptick in viewership. So since we were all stuck at home, I chose to, you know, do this survey on couples. And down the road, I might do a survey on family relationships and see if TV has affected them throughout the past year. But, um, yeah, I just put out a bunch of different types of reports that, have to do with TV and, you know, streaming and the Internet, all, all types of reports. I, there was an, uh, uh, there's a TV show that I've been watching now for a couple of years. Um, you know, when the new seasons come out, I watch all the seasons uh, called The Blacklist. And mm. they did an episode um, just as COVID began. Um when everything shut down and and they were doing a lot of filler, you know, TV, you know, in the, the yeah. times, the regular time slots, mm-hmm. they had an episode that was half finished. Oh. And they completed it with computer animated uh, characters. And so the scenes they didn't have, they animated and it was this very strange hybrid. And when I saw the episode, um, it was like the last one before they just shut down for a while. Yeah. And I thought, I wonder if I'm going to see other shows do this. And I didn't. It was it was just like this this one weird hybrid episode where one scene would be live action and then it would just sort of morph to a cartoon and then morph back to live action. Same characters, same voices, you know, all part of the same episode. And it was so weird to watch. <laughs> that is super interesting. I wonder if they, you know, they, like you said, they had filmed half of it and they were like, you know, we're too, we're too knee deep in this. Let's test it out. Let's see what, how the viewers feel about this. And if they didn't do another one and they, you know, that test was figured out really fast. Well, um, yeah, I, I think it was, you know, I think it was a little weird for people. Um, and it, I think they were, you know, they were just trying to salvage an episode before they went into shutdown like everybody else did. Yeah, at, exactly. at least that's, that's you know, what I surmised or, or speculated Um I, I don't really know. I haven't really read anything about it, but but it it was a fun episode to watch because it just showed um, there's always a way to finish the job. Exactly, 
That was cool. I actually had a, a TV series that I've been watching on Netflix, and they were only able to film half of the season before everything got shut down. And so instead of making us wait an entire year for the full season to come out, they actually released the first half. And now I'm still waiting for the second half, but because, you know, of course I had to binge watch it. Um, but I thought that that was really, um, really cool on their part to be like, no, we're not going to make you wait an entire year or a year and a half or however long it takes for us to start being able to film again. We're going to let you have the first half of this season. Binge watching is not new, but no. has it burgeoned during the pandemic? Definitely. It's, it's like you said, it's not new by any means, but it has, I've seen so many um, memes and gifs on social media of people on Netflix saying, you finished Netflix because they had watched basically almost every single show <laughs> in the past year on Netflix. And I'm like, how do you finish Netflix? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that that's hard to even imagine. Um, exactly. But you know, binge watching, if you have nothing better to do, that's what you're going to do. And and just within the last few weeks, I saw my first um, commercial uh, or, or ad promo for a, a show on one of the subscription services, Hulu or Netflix or something, and it said binge watch it on XYZ. And, and it was the first time I'd seen, you know, I've, I've seen you know marathoning and and you know yeah ads uh, or promos around marathons on certain nights of certain shows but it was the first time that that I saw them actually advertise binge watching yeah which is it's wild Miriam Webster actually added the phrase binge watch in their dictionary which is very interesting that it's now, you know, it's Merriam-Webster. They're recognizing what a binge watch is. <laughs> that 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 means it's here. It's um, here to stay. <laughs> that's right, um, Bailey. What are some of the other things that you you study with All Home Connections? And I'm and I'm asking this because I'm wondering some of the things, some of the practices, the binge watching. Um, of television and you know conducting meetings by zoom and kids being at home learning remotely and and virtually and so on um are those things you know here here to stay or when we get back to normal or a new normal are are there going to be some companies that invested in in technologies and platforms to accommodate these uh, conditions, um, are, are they going to suffer some decline? You know, I, I can't speak for all companies, but what I can say in my educated opinion of all of the research that I've done, I think that our new normal is going to look a lot different than it was po uh, pre-pandemic. I think a lot of companies have figured out that you can have um, work from home employees and still be as productive, if not more productive. And I, but I also think it's going to be a, a, a hybrid model. I think that a lot of companies are going to make it so that if, if your employees want to come into the office, that you'll have a space for them. But I don't necessarily think that we're going to go 
that the whole world's going to go back to being in office full time. Yeah, I I, th- I I think that's right too. But there but there are some things, you know, school for example, there there's been a lot of development of um, technology to accommodate either homeschooling or virtual learning um, with teachers in the classroom and kids at home on on video screens. Um, and, and I think some of those things are, are going to decline when kids are back in classrooms full time. Yeah, um, I, I also think with schooling that it, it might be more of a hybrid model as well. I have um, a cousin that half of his class goes into class and the other half is all virtual. And so they're there via Zoom or um, Teams and it's like they're in the classroom and the, the teacher's teaching, but they're they're online. And I think that we might see that happening more often than not. And, you know, at the end of the day, it does, it, it is kind of up to the parents of whether they want their kids to go in the classroom or do it online. In in those hybrid models, are do the kids do that for like two weeks and then switch who's at home and who's yes. in school? Is that how they do it? Um, not, not, um, not my cousin's school. No, they, he is full time online. Um, and then the other kids are full-time in class. It, it was up to what their, their parents chose to do. And probably uh, the, the resources and, you know, to do it. The resources and, you know, what the, what the state and the city of where the school is out of what, you know, COVID cases and stuff like that. So I, I think now that if, if students do want to do it online or, or parents want their kids to be online, they, there's a lot more resources than there was a year ago for them to make that decision. Well, this is uh, this is fascinating, um, just the, the whole idea of it and the whole study. And we've just been sort of cherry-picking some of the results, but um, is there some place, uh, Bailey, where people could go online and find the whole, the whole survey and, and read all the results? Yeah, if you go to attsavings.com slash resources, you'll see um, at the top or on the list, you'll, um, does being in a relationship affect people's TV watching habits? And the full report is right there. Well, that's that's really cool, Bailey. Do you do these surveys? Is that like a full-time job that, that you do research uh, like I, this? I do. What, yep. a, what a cool that's, gig. Do you yeah, get, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you get to decide or, you know, what things you're going to do the surveys on? Or are there people that come to you and say, we need to know answers to this question? So I, I get to make those decisions. And then, you know, I go through all of my approvals and get everything approved before anything, you know, goes live. But, yeah, I, I am the one brainstorming. I'm the, the mastermind behind these types of pieces. Well, what a fun gig, Bailey, and I'm so glad I got a chance to talk to you. I, I'm I'm a big fan of, of television. I always have been before, during, and probably after pandemic. <laughs> but um, um, it's this this has been fun, Bailey. Thanks so much for sharing uh, this survey and and your time with me this morning. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Have a great rest of your day, Tom. Okay, you too. Bye bye. Bye. That was. Uh, Bailey Kay from uh, All Home Connections. And we're going to take a short break, let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com 
we have some messages as well and uh, then we will return with the final segment of uh, today's edition hey <laughs> this is the unknown comic and guess what you're listening to the tom sumner show right now and now and now too and even now The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. Stay home except to get medical care. Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a mask to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. 
Avoid sharing items with other people in your home. This includes things like towels and bedding. Be sure dishes are washed in hot water or the dishwasher before anyone else uses them. Stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or if you're worried about your health, call your doctor. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. All the Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your Hollywood reporter, Don Hinckley, at the premiere of what is probably the most talked about motion picture of all time, the story of the great love between the handsome Roman general and the Egyptian queen. We're hoping to interview the beautiful star of this epic. And, oh, I, I, I think we're in luck. Yes, yes. We are in luck. Here comes that great beauty now. Excuse me, would you like to say hello to your millions of fans? My name, Jose Jimenez. <laughs> hello to your millions of fans. Of course, uh, everyone here knows the name of your picture, but I'm sure you'd like to mention it again. The name of my picture is Gidget Goes Egyptian. <laughs> I always thought the uh, title of the picture was Cleopatra. Oh, no, no, no. Cleopatra is the name of our coming attraction. <laughs> coming attraction? That's right. Well, that picture cost $40 million. That's nothing. I was cost $100,000. Well, that's not so much. For a ticket? <laughs> Do you mean that you're charging $100,000 for one ticket? Why, I couldn't afford to see that picture. Would you like a free pass? <laughs> yes, I would. That'll uh, be $10,000. <laughs> How much did the picture actually cost to make? Including lunches. <laughs> why, why should lunches be so expensive? Do you know what it costs to smuggle corned beef into Egypt? <laughs> I guess costumes uh, must have cost you a fortune. Oh, costumes, my goodness. They... Costumes alone cost $50 million. I imagine uh, Cleopatra's costume was the most expensive. No, there we saved money. <laughs> Eight yards of saran wrap and some beads. Was all, uh, all didn't we needed for that. didn't they uh, try to save money at all? Yes, we tried to save money at all. For example, one time we had this thing, you know, that was going on in a beautiful alabaster hall. And we had 30,000 dancing girls running around. And we had 20,000 musician people playing golden harps. And we had 40,000 slave girls pouring wine. Well, how did that save money? We used paper cups. <laughs> uh... That must have been the famous orgy scene? No, that was the famous coffee break. That's fantastic. Yeah, we swung on a set there. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I gotta tell you one thing. That the picture has a surprised ending. So nobody will be seated during the last five hours. Well, it's obviously a very long movie, but uh, do you plan to have intermissions? 
Yes, one intermission. Wednesday. <laughs> you guys can take Wednesday off. <laughs> you mean the show lasts a whole week? Yes, if you see the cartoon. Cartoon? Yes, Ben-Hur. <laughs> Mickey Mouse plays Ben and Minnie plays her. Exactly how long have you been uh, working on this picture? Well, quite a while, because we had a delay one time. We had to lay off on account of the noise. What noise? World War II. <laughs> we had those tiger tanks going there. We were straight. It was really terrible. And then was these guys with the pointed helmets. Jose. Maybe it was World War I, huh? <laughs> Sir, let's talk about your co-star's salary. I understand it's an astronomical figure. She certainly has. <laughs> I, you I, noticed that. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about I'm her salary. I'm glad to see her Oh, your, her salary. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, you talk about what you want to talk about, and I'll talk about what I want. I understand that she makes $8,000 a day. Now, that's more than most people isn't make in a year. Isn't that something? $8,000 a day? Yeah. It's a lot of money. Sure. But is she really happy? Boy, is she happy. <laughs> You never heard such giggling in your life. It comes from that girl on payday, and you can hear it all the way across the street. But, Jose, yes. money doesn't buy happiness. No, but for $8,000 a day, you could rent it. Now that you've mentioned your beautiful co-star, I wonder if you'd answer the question the whole world is asking. I would be delighted to, as long as they don't ask it at once. Let them ask you one at a time. Let's start with India, if you like. Right. There's a lot of people over there. The question is... Yes? Are you going to marry your co-star? I will have to say it this time, and you can quote me on this, and I don't care if you quote me word for word and even verbatim. <laughs> I will marry the woman I love. You will? I always do. <laughs> I don't know what I could tell you about how much I love her. I would climb the top of the highest mountain. I would crawl on my little belly across all of the desert and the hot desert, and I would go across the most ragging rivers for her. When will you see her next? Tonight, if it doesn't rain. <laughs> Listen, you know, I got my good toga on. I don't want to spoil Jose, what would you say was your biggest problem in the picture? I would say my biggest problem in the picture was the asp. The uh, asp? Yes. You mean the snake? Yes, the snake asp, yes. <laughs> you see, that is snake. Had to come around and hug Cleopatra real tight and coil around her and come up and bite her right on the neck, you see? And it was my job to teach that asp how to do that. So, so, so what's wrong with that? He got it right the first time. <laughs> Another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
Bicycle seat. Oh, television, television. I'm sick from looking on television. I got a week in the eyes, week in the head, likewise. From sitting and looking on television. That's a fun way to end the show today, or at least this hour, because we spent it uh, talking about television. That was, uh, of course, um, oh, um, Stan Freeberg, the uh, original cast recording of that. And uh, I want to say thanks to all my guests today on the show as we wrap things up. Bailey Kay from All Home Connections talking about the uh, TV watching habits of couples during the pandemic and how it's changed and intensified in some cases. And uh, before that, talking about simple yoga practices uh, to help kids move through big emotions with uh, Crystal McCreary, author of The Little Yogi Deck. And uh, and before that, we started the show off this morning with uh, <laughs> the CEO of a Canadian uh, NGO, um, Tova Sherman, talking about her book, Win, 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 and talking about uh, inclusion and uh, uh, diversity and, and disability inclusion in the workplace. Interesting. It's always fun when we have a lot of different topics on the show, and we do that quite often. So I encourage you to join us next week for a lot more editions of the Tom Sumner Program. In the meantime, have a great weekend, and good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. 
Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.